Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. So finances are very important, and the importance of finances can be helpful to know at a young age. And that's where Intuit comes into play. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products from Intuit, like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. That's Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting across America. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's go over and talk to Ava, who is calling us from Virginia. Ava, what's going on? I called you this morning, and I heard a beeping noise, and so I hung up because I thought I had called the wrong number. And so my mom turned to me and she said, that's the busy line. That means the line's busy. That's a busy signal. Had you never heard it? Have you never heard a busy signal before, Ava? I have never heard a busy signal before. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what is that? And she's like, that's a busy signal, Ava. And then she was like, oh, my gosh, time marches on. And I was like, what is the noise? It was so funny. How old are you, Ava? I'm 16. I've been listening to you guys since I was in, like, first or second grade when we would drive my, on my way to school. It's wild, though, that you have never heard a busy signal. And you thought that you just called the wrong number or a fax machine. Oh, I guess you didn't know what a fax machine is. Yeah. Huh? You know how sometimes you call a fax machine by accident? It goes, eh, yeah. <laughs> uh, The other day on the show, I mentioned a screensaver. And I was lit up by the youngins. Like, hey, time marches on, bro. We don't have screensavers anymore. I meant my lock screen. Well, what uh, is... Oh, that's what we call it? Pro, yeah. Uh. Well, that's, that is what we call it, yes. I say screensaver. <laughs> Ava, thank you for the call. Thank you for making us feel old. That's crazy that you've never heard a busy signal. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My husband finally agreed that it's time we redid our bathroom, but he wants to do it himself. There's a problem. He is not as handy as he thinks he is. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, that's me right this, there. That's funny. <laughs> this will be a major renovation, and as much as I love the guy, I don't think he has the skills for the job. I tried talking to him about it, but he's confident he can do it. How can I stop him before he becomes the bigger, more expensive problem? Signed, Kara. Okay, Eddie, you're laughing over there. Let me tell you something. It was hard for me to hear my wife. I think it was maybe like a year ago. She goes, something broke. And she's like, look, 
I just don't want, you don't want to do all the work. It's going to be a lot of work for you. I know you can do it. I know you can, oh. but let's just hire a handyman to do it and get it over with. Were you insulted? I was at first. I'm like, no, I can do it and we'll save money. But then I start. I mean, I fell for it. I was like, well, you're right. I'd rather sit down and watch football instead of work on the, the door all day or whatever. So I fell for it. Now that it happened, look, pride, it's it's all your pride. It's going to hurt your pride, his pride a little bit that there's a handyman doing it and not not him. But he's probably going to do it. The handyman's probably going to do it right. It's You don't have to do anything. And your wife's going to be happy. So it's a there's no reason for the man to do the work. Well, to save money. I'm telling you, he's going to do it wrong. Dude, I do it wrong all the time. <laughs> I put a door on and it took me like two hours. Next thing you know, the door handle was on the wrong side. <laughs> it's like it was a lot of work and it wasn't even good. Amy, your thoughts? Oh, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Nope. You just need to hire somebody. He needs to face the fact that, like, this is not a project he needs to take on. If if he was handy, okay, fine. But you're saying he's not the handiest. He doesn't know he's not as, as handy. He thinks he's handy. Well, then I don't know if you tr- do it like Eddie's wife did and you do this lie where it's like, <laughs> I know you're fully capable of this and it would be a beautiful bathroom, but he would rather, wouldn't you rather watch football? It worked on me. I'm a big net gain guy, mm-hmm. meaning I think it's going to hurt his feelings a little bit. Sure. But his net gain will be significantly higher yes. if he's not doing it. And you have to explain that to him. I know it stinks. But we're also going to be gone some. We want this to happen. We want it to be insurance efficient. What if she said, I'd rather have that time with you, Ooh, you and me? That's good. I don't know that that's a big selling point for him. Really? <laughs> what if she I, makes some other guarantees? Okay, now, wah, 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 Amy's got us into a whole whole different channel on the channel. We we're in like the 800s on the channel changer now. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I would say, though, you could throw in like the football stuff. Hey, wouldn't you rather be watching football? <laughs> it's okay to tease football, but not something else. <laughs> that will work. You're threatening the something else, though. I don't like that part. <laughs> I wasn't threatening. <laughs> I was threatening. I was just bringing that enough. But that means but every. I thought that mine got shut down, but football is more appealing. <laughs> because football is always there. Uh-huh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. I, I would just say you have to have that slightly uncomfortable conversation while explaining to him you think he could do the job, you just think it's better. If we hire someone because we're going to be gone, we need it done in a certain amount of time. Yes. I mean, isn't you it can- interesting that we have to like keep making sure y'all know you could do it. You could do it. Why can't we just be like, listen, you can't do it. You probably <laughs> You're gonna do mess it up. this very well. And we're going to end up spending way more money. Well, you could do that. And it's going to cause fights. And his feelings are going to be hurt. Yeah. But I think we're all trying to get through life with as least conflict as possible. Right. And that's what's happening here. But we do the same thing with you guys. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, that dress looks nice on you. Doesn't really, but I'm going to tell you that. (laughs) Wow. Okay. It is a back and forth. Okay. But Kara, we think you should tell him this is not the job for you. Yeah. I like you working on smaller things. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Good luck. Good luck. All right. (laughs) If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Amy, have you seen Santa at the mall yet? No, I haven't. Is he there? Yeah, I think he is. Oh, I know he is because Lunchbox went to see him. And I always thought, I thought it'd be fun for Kayla and I to get a picture with Santa. But then we, I think we just feel stupid waiting in line when all the kids want to meet Santa too. But probably not as stupid as what Lunchbox felt like because here we go. Lunchbox went to the mall, right? I went to the mall. I got in line. There's families there with their kids. You know, everybody's all excited. And I'm just standing there. 
And I'm just waiting in line. I had to wait about 35 minutes, oh and I God. even had one uh, father ask me, excuse me, are you in line? I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, they're like, oh, where are your kids? I'm like, not just me. And he was like, okay. So were they side-eyeing you the whole time because oh, de- that is weird? Definitely side-eyeing. I felt like they, I mean, I felt like people were just kept looking at me like, is he really waiting in line to see Santa? Is he really waiting in line to see Santa? And I was really waiting. I got up to the front of the line, and I told him, look, I don't want to buy any packages. I just want to sit on the big man's lap. Oh, so that's how they make money. You have to buy, like, a, a picture package? <laughs> yes, and the cheapest and wh- is not. Yeah, it's expensive. And what did they say when you said you didn't want to buy a package? You, an adult man, 40 years old, wanted to sit on his lap. They said, okay, come on up. And I guess they can't discriminate, right? Yeah, they can't say no. I mean, it's just Santa. I'm going to see Santa and tell him what's on my wish list. And what did Santa, what, what, what did his eyes tell you when you're walking toward him? He was, I think he was looking around me to see, <laughs> oh, are the kids right behind him? And as I approached and he saw no kids, he was like, are we really doing this? Like he had that look like, is this a serious thing? And, I, and then he kind of patted it and I was like, yeah. And I climbed up on his lap. Oh, he patted his <laughs> knee once he realized you weren't kidding? Yep, up. that's what he does. Like, come on. You know, I guess he does that with the kids, so I guess it's a natural reaction. But he patted, and I climbed up on his lap. All right, here is Lunchbox sitting on Santa's lap. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Santa. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> All right, I got to confess right off the bat. Right, what you got? I've been a little naughty this year. Uh-oh. But just with my wife, okay? okay. That's it. Oh. So don't hold that against me. <laughs> now, I got a couple things on my wish list, Santa. Mm-hmm. You bring me lottery tickets every year, but they're always losers. Oh, my goodness. We'll, we'll see what we can do about that. So, Santa, I need to hit it big. I need to hit millions of dollars this year. I need a big lottery ticket. I, I hit $5 this week. Yeah, but, but I mean, I want millions so I can retire. I understand. Okay. And then number two is Tina Turner. When you go down her chimney, if you can leave her a note letting her know that I'm a good guy because I've been dreaming about meeting her. She's my favorite artist of all time. Okay. And then our last one. I got one person on the naughty list. Abby, who I work with, uh-huh. she is a liar. She <laughs> lies and lies. You can't trust her, Santa, so I need you to bring her a bag of coal, and that is it. I'll do what I can. Okay? All right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays, Santa. Thank you. Um, All right. I heard a couple of things there. Okay. One, I heard Santa just wanting Lunchbox to go away. <laughs> Two, I did hear Santa bro out with Lunchbox a little bit and go, hey, man, I won five bucks the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought, I think is pretty funny. So what happened when you left? Uh, I, I don't, I mean, he. I, I felt like he was just like, he asked the girls, he's like, that was interesting or something like that. Something along those lines. And they just kind of laughed and went on our merry way. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Then the next group came up with some kids. Nice job, Lunchbox. Thanks. D- did anyone else think that Santa sounded like Scotty McCreary or Trace Adkins? <laughs> Josh Turner. <laughs> it's Josh Turner. <laughs> Moonlighting. <laughs> It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Joseph Garrett inherited a family estate, and he's going through the house and all this stuff in it, and he finds just a bunch of stuff that he just wants to donate because there's too much of it. And there's a briefcase in there that kind of looks like 
it would have a typewriter in it. It's kind of looks like a briefcase, but it's heavy like a typewriter. So and he just like formed weird. Totally. Yeah. So he just donates it to the local thrift shop. Well, as the thrift shop is going through his stuff, they open the briefcase and it's got 80 years of photos, family photos and family letters in it. So they're like, oh, they called Joseph back. They're like, you may want to keep some of this. This is pretty cool stuff. So he went back, picked it up. He looks through. He's like, yeah, sure enough. There was a lot of cool letters, including one from his grandma. She was writing to her dad about her being pregnant with his dad. And she's oh, like, wow. it's kind of cool to see all these family letters and pictures together to put his family history together. He didn't look in it. Uh, I guess he just That's felt it. That's the weird part that he just didn't take a look in it. I know. And imagine inheriting an estate, though. All oh, this yeah. stuff, and you're like, oh. What's the difference in an estate sale and a yard sale? Oh, an estate sale mostly is like someone's rich. entire belongings. No, it's, yes. I it's hear, it I hear rich like, in my head. Too. Okay, yeah. but can, think about it this way then. Someone has passed on or passed away, and then they have everything in their home. Most of the time, you're able to walk through. You're not just in the yard. You walk through. Like, like everything is for sale, like from all the different china to some of the furniture to jewelry to, yes, like everything. (laughs) 3D yard sale. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the difference. Okay. In my head, I could, you know. Do some people just go estate sale even though it's a yard sale? Oh, I don't know. Sorry. I thought you meant But don't they call mansions estates? So that's what I picture. Yeah, I just think it's a rich person thing. Yeah, I see it a dead person thing. Here we go. An estate sale or estate liquidation is a sale or auction to dispose of a substantial portion of materials owned by a person who must dispose of their personal property or it did. They did, yeah. So that's mostly what it is. I just thought it was a rich person thing. Yeah, me too. All right, that's what it's all about. Good story. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Bobby Feud. There's a list of the most played Christmas songs, radio stations, retail stores, and streaming. Okay? Eddie, you've drawn the first. I did. You ready? Come on, let's go. The top 10 Christmas songs, 10 answers on the board. Let's go. All right, Bones, let's start strong. All I want for Christmas is you. Let's do it. Show me Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah! Eddie, one point. Easy breezy. Oh, that's the that's the most famous one? That's number one answer, yeah. Okay, give me Jingle Bells. Show me Jingle Bells. That's the number two answer. Okay. Got three points so far. So much to choose from. So let's do uh, something a little more um, cartoonish. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Dang it. Oh, there's just a lot of songs here. <laughs> Show me Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, no! Morgan, over to you. Oh. Okay. I'm going to start with It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Is that on the board? (laughs) Number four. Morgan gets four points and takes the lead. All right. Next, I'm going to go with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Show me... Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Dang, what? She went all buble. Mm-hmm. Okay. <gasps> Let's go over and check in with Amy. Amy, mm-hmm. there are seven answers still on the board. The most played Christmas songs around Christmas time. Okay. The, I can't. Someone said White Christmas yet? Mm-hmm. No, I'm no one said that. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. That's my answer. Show me White Christmas. Number nine. Dang. That was mine. Yeah. Amy. Okay. What about Jingle Bell Rock? <laughs> jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Show me Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> Number five. Yeah. Okay. This one, very controversial, but people still play it. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, Amy. Show me sick. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, they're just scared. Yeah. They took it off the, the game. Lunchbox. There are five answers on the board. We're looking for the most played Christmas songs. Yeah. Um, Santa Claus is coming to town. Ooh, Good one. Good Santa one. Claus. Who? Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus. <laughs> How did you guys not hear that? I the didn't first time? hear it. I thought. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> Santa Claus. Okay. Show me Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. No. 
Are you serious? You better check your list and check it twice. You better be naughty or nice. I mean, how's that not on there? <laughs> uh, Eddie, back over to you. You have three points. Okay. I mean, what's five that? answers on the board. Okay. Most played Christmas songs, stores, radio stations, and streaming. Amy did. You said Silent Night, Amy. Did you say that? Don't tell him what you said. Oh you. no, we got to keep track. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know. So, oh, I want to stick to my roots. Let's go, Feliz Navidad. Okay. Right. Feliz Navidad. Da, 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 da. Feliz Navidad. Yeah! What? Number six. That's what I'm talking what? about. Okay, now I'm in trouble. Eddie, you have nine points total. <sighs> I had baby. It's cold outside. I know she did that. Let's do Carol of the Bells. Gosh, I think it's called that. Dun, 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 dun. Carol of the Bells. Show me Carol of the Bells. <laughs> we only go around three times. Morgan, you're up. I don't, but I'm going with Blue Christmas. Show me Blue Christmas. Ooh, solid, though. Amy? Silent Night. How about Silent Night? Oh, well, yeah. Nobody had said it yet, Eddie, but... Lunchbox. <laughs> um, I don't know many more Christmas songs, guys. Uh, 12 Days of Christmas. <gasps> That's the, that uh, is a Turtle good doves. one. Turtle Doves. Yep. Show me 12 Days of Christmas. What in the world? I don't know what stores you guys are going to. So right now, Amy's in the lead with 14 points. I'm going to give all you guys a, a hint here. Yeah. Don't just think about Christmas carols. It's Christmas songs. Again, played on the radio. Yeah. At stores and streaming. So like. Oh, I know one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, wait, 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 your turn, it's, sister. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not a speed race. Oh. Eddie, you need this. I do. You need mm, five points to take the lead. Go ahead. Gosh, I'm still stuck on the carols. <laughs> I mean, let's go with rocking around the Christmas tree. Brenda Lee. Okay. That's good. That's good. I'll probably play it on the radio. Yeah. Show me rocking around the Christmas tree. All right. I'm in, baby. Let's go. For three points. <sighs> wow. That's number three I answer. You have 12 total. Okay. There's plenty of points on the board. Seven, eight, and ten are left. The weather outside is frightful. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. For the win. <sighs> Show me let it snow. No. There's only one left. Nah, I just knew he didn't get it. I just wanted to be a little <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> be a little dramatic though for no reason. All right. Uh, Morgan, there are a lot of points on the board. I know. I don't know if this is the title or not, but sleigh bells. How, that how'd that the sleigh bells ring? Are you listening? That's a good one. You, I, I don't that know if that's called? a title. Sleigh bells Winter ring. Wonderland. Oh, Winter Wonderland. Okay. Uh, yeah, show me one. Winter Wonderland. Okay. Eddie and Morgan have been eliminated. I'm going to switch it up because you said streams and played. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love this song. It's up there with Mariah Carey. Go ahead. And it is in sync. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. All right, show me in sync. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. What? Merry Christmas. Yes. Now, Amy, you're in the lead. If uh, Lunchbox, he needs to get a couple I have right. No idea. Can- <laughs> Come on. Come on, Lunch. 
like, I understand you're saying, come on, dude. Let them work together. It's it's Chris. Almost who? It's after Thanksgiving. No, yeah, yeah. Come on. No, I'm winning. Okay. Okay, Amy. I thought maybe the Christmas spirit would be in you, and you'd let them work together. No. A little gift. No. Hey, Grinch. No. Man. A little gift for me, please, ma'am. Tiny Tim. Lunchbox, three oh, songs left. I just thought of one. Yeah, I mean, she said an in-sync song. Backstreet Boys had to do one, right? <laughs> oh, man. But I don't know what they would sing. I have no idea. Um, one that popped in my head. I don't even know if this is a song. Santa Baby. Oh. Hey, yes! that's a good one, Lunch. That's what I had, Lunch, that that's just came to my head. That's the only one I got head. is, I don't, even know, I, I don't even know if it's the name of a song, but that's all that's in my head. <laughs> so I'm going, Santa Baby. That's Hurry what they say. Down the okay. He yeah, needs this one to keep Santa the game going. Baby. Yeah. Show me Santa Baby. Oh, yeah. no. Amy is our winner. 14 points. She is the queen. I got zero. Okay, so what else is on there? <laughs> At number seven, have a holly jolly, jolly Christmas. Christmas. It's the best time called? of the year. What's it called? It's called a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> okay. Good job, oh guys. <laughs> what do you think it's called? <laughs> but, but you said go away from the carols. At, at number eight. It's the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. And then what's it, that one called? It's, it's the, the most, most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then at number 10, Wham, George Michael, and the other guy. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And the very next day, you gave it away. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Mariah Carey. Mariah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good. It's an honor to talk to you. I mean, you are the queen of Christmas. I appreciate that, but I don't claim it. I don't claim it. You know, Christmas is Christmas. I just happen to enjoy it and like making Christmas music and other music. Whenever Mm -hmm. you first cut All I Want for Christmas is You, did you know that song was was that special that was going to be just, you know, lasting for, you know, 20 years at this point? No, because here's the thing. I I had never done, this was like in the beginning of my career. And I had only done like, I think two albums really at that point. And maybe like the MTV Unplugged EP. But the label was like, why don't you do a Christmas album? I don't know if they were just like, we don't know how long this thing's going to last. Do a Christmas album. And I felt like it was too soon because growing up, it was always like, People did that later on, you know what I mean? And then I said, I love Christmas a lot, so I might as well try. So I just wrote All I Want for Christmas is You and then uh, finished up, you know, the writing of it with my then collaborator, Walter A., and uh, recorded it and wanted it to feel like a timeless classic, wanted it not to feel like, oh, this is from the 90s or this is from the whatever era, you know what I mean? And so over the years, it just kind of took on a life of its own and and it is, I get goosebumps thinking of it because I never knew. I was just like, this is what I like. You know what I mean? This is what I want to do for Christmas. I always wanted to have that perfect Christmas. And I wrote about it in my in my memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Like I had, I had kind of tough upbringing. So we never had a lot of things that most kids have. And I really wanted that perfect Christmas. It was like in my mind, I just always wanted it. And it always got ruined. So now, you know, I, I kind of feel great that people get to, my song is a part of other people's Christmases, and it helps me have a festive moment with my family and friends as well. You, you bring up your book. Your book has now gone to paperback, and people can can get the book. What was the hardest part for you uh, personally about sharing your story? Well, I worked on the book for like three, I would say basically almost three years. 
previously I had wanted to tell the story. Like it's mostly about my childhood. And when I went, I wrote, I wrote the book with my friend and collaborator, Michaela, and she and I, you know, really talked about, she said, what do you really want to achieve? Because I am a writer. I've always been a writer as a songwriter, but it's a different thing when you go to a book, she hadn't written a book yet either. So we were both just figuring it out. And I just said, I want to emancipate my my little girl self that nobody knew, that nobody understood, that was different, that was other, that didn't really have a category that people understood. So that was our goal. And now it's out on paperback. But the first, like the most exciting moment was when it became an instant number one New York Times bestselling book. So I'm now working on figuring out the adaptation for that and whether it's going to be a scripted series or a series of movies and um, talking to, I can't, I can't tell the whole thing now, but that's my next project and I can't wait. We have Mariah Carey on with us. In your holiday plans, I'm just assuming that you have this pressure to be like the greatest holiday person of all time because you are Mariah Carey. <laughs> I think I put the pressure on myself, honestly. Like, we have a set plan. When I say we, I really mean me because I, I start figuring this out like months before. But then if one thing goes wrong, I get, I, I don't know. It's not if one thing goes wrong. I just want it to be this like idyllic sort of thing that is almost impossible to achieve, but we get pretty close. And, you know, we do stuff that most people, maybe they hear about in the song, but we do go on a two-horse open sleigh ride through <laughs> the snow woods. And, um, I, no, I just, like, we have the best time. And it's like, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends and create the most beautiful moments that you can. And that's what I try to do. But it is pressure. But, again, I think I put that pressure on myself. And now, hate to say it, but my kids kind of put that pressure on me as well. Mariah, Yay. thank you for your time. We're big fans. And congratulations on, on everything. Thanks for having me. All right, Mariah. Bye-bye. Yesterday, Barbie lost in Who Wants to Be a 100 Air. But she's back on the phone for more money. Let's go. Okay, Barbie, are you ready to play Who Wants to Be a 100 Air? Yes. Okay, now, we'll roll the ball here. 100-sided dice. We'll see who plays for Barbie. Amy, pick a number. 75. Lunchbox? 55. Eddie? 21. Morgan? 27. Ray? 40. All right. The dice is rolling. It's 100 sides. It ends on 26. <gasps> oh, who picked 27? I did. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Morgan lost no. yesterday. Okay. Barbie, how do you feel about Morgan representing you again? Um. Well, don't ask her about Bush. Okay, you got it. <laughs> and, don't, and don't ask her geography questions because yeah, she doesn't please. know those either. <laughs> There's seven questions. If you get all seven correct, Morgan... Barbie wins $100. Okay. Now, Barbie, at any time, you can back out and just take the money, okay? So remember, if we get to $25 okay. question, you'll be like, I'll just take the money. Okay. Barbie's on. Let's play Who Wants to Be a 100 Air. Your $1 question, Morgan. In 1903, the Wright brothers made the first successful powered flight in what state? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm going to have to use a lifeline on this first one. This is not starting off strong. One dollar question. What state did the Wright brothers fly that plane? I believe. Who knows it, by the way? I think I do. Of course. Okay. I think it's Pennsylvania, but that's my guess. So I'm just, I 
Look, we're going to try and start off strong, so I'm going to use a lifeline. Okay. I'm going with Amy. Amy, what state? North Carolina. Correct, North Carolina. Kitty Hawk. Really, yeah, glad I did not guess that. Okay, well, that's $1 <laughs> down. Barbie, you, you can't be feeling good right I mean, now. Technically, that was geography. Okay, so. we're just going to keep going. Okay, <laughs> true, that was a geography question, so not our specialty. Morgan, how many people serve in the U.S. Senate? That's hard. hard. These are real hard. Okay. um, The U.S. Senate. Senators. U.S. Senators. I feel like the magic number is, is like... I have two numbers in my head, 150 and 176, but I I just don't feel strong in that at all. Can... I think two in the paper wide lifeline. You can also pick someone to shoot it for you. I think that's oh, funny oh, too. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, I think that's funny too. I mean, I'm using all of my lifelines right away, which is not good either. The U.S. So, yeah, and we're gonna say Amy. Well, I was gonna ask a question, but I get it might be. I don't know that I want to mess anything up. Go but ahead. It's not, I don't think mess it up. I'm just curious where she's getting 176. I don't know. Just, okay. I'm Maybe on, 1776. She's just forgetting <laughs> one of the sevens. Okay. 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 Like, I get half memories in my brain, Amy, and then I can't remember the rest of it. Well, sometimes, um, yeah, I was just going to walk you through it. Yeah. How many people serve in the U.S. Senate? I, I, do, I just don't. I don't know. So, flip a coin. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you got a coin? I do. So, the each state has how many senators? Two. Correct. Oh, I didn't know that. A hundred. Yeah. A hundred would have been the answer. All right. Pick a heads or Tails. Tails. It's tails. Woo! Yeah! Wow. We're still in. We're still in. I got Let's good go. luck. Not a lot of smart. It's fine. Okay. How much? Well, you can have $5, Barbie, or you can go to the $10 question. It's up to you. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> oh, she boy. sounds so disappointed in me. <laughs> Morgan, do you have a pen? Yeah, I have Here's a your math problem. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. What? <sighs> Ready? Yeah. Three plus two. Plus two, plus two, times zero, plus two equals. All right. Three plus two is five, plus two is seven, plus another two is nine, times zero is zero, plus two. The answer is two, but that, let me double check my math. That's what I learned in school. Three plus two is five. Plus two is seven, plus another two is nine, times zero, everything times zero is zero, plus two is two. The My final answer is two. That's correct. Nice job. Wow. <laughs> Didn't know if that time zero was going to get you or not. No, and listen, B, I got a B in math. It was the only B I ever got in high school. Is it good or bad? Like B high or low? No, low. Like oh, okay. I, I did not do good in math. Okay, got it. What about geography? So you got straight A's? Surprisingly, what yeah. What about government? Wow. Yeah, what in the world? <laughs> really? I, I studied really hard and then lost everything. They gave you A's on everything? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not just shocked by your schooling. Okay. <laughs> All right, your $25 question. What zodiac sign is symbolized by two fish swimming in opposite directions? Oh, my gosh. I know all the names of the signs. I don't know that I know their symbols associated. It's not a a Libra. That's what I am, and it's not a Sagittarius. What's the symbol one more time? The symbol is two fish 
swimming in opposite directions. Maybe an Aquarius, because that's... You have one lifeline where you can have somebody on the show shoot a paper wide, even if it's not you. I just feel like the chances of that are not very strong. <laughs> of somebody making... <sighs> I think I'm going to take a guess. And I... <laughs> Everybody's laughing, which makes me feel like I shouldn't take a guess. Hey, hey, think about this. <laughs> okay. Fine, I'll do the paper wad. <laughs> okay. You want paper wad? Yeah. Has anyone gonna, ever made the paper wad? No. Are you going to shoot it or are you going to have Eddie or Lunchbox shoot it? Do either of you guys feel confident in oh, shooting yeah. a paper wad? Absolutely. I play basketball all the time in my house. So, Lunchbox, you will take the guilt if you don't make it? Oh, yeah. I, don't, I won't feel guilty at all, but I'll make it. Okay. Well, my guess would have been Aquarius. Or, and I would have been wrong. Yeah, then. I'm glad I did not guess. Oh, is this my paper one? The, yeah. the answer would have been? Pisces. Pisces, oh. that's correct. Okay, Lunchbox has, this is for $25. It's probably 12 feet away. Oh. Are you oh. ready to shoot I it? I was going. Okay. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just practicing just the warming shot. Warming up. Yeah, you, warming just guys, up. you guys let me know when you're ready for me to make it. You want me to close my eyes or eyes open? In three, eyes open. two, one. Shoots and misses. Oh, Didn't even hit the can. Air like, hit the ground. Unbelievable how bad that actually missed. Wow, that was so flat. Wow. Oh, and that's it. He missed again with a second air ball. Wait, so how much money? None. She lost it all. Oh, that's yeah. how this game works. Bar- yeah, Barbie <laughs> lost again. Oh, yeah. Barbie missed. Oh, hey! I just nailed it! We got Amy a little bit closer, it. Amy. Okay, uh, Barbie, I'm sorry. You didn't win. Dang. That's okay. Can I at least send her like a signed Beanie Baby Something. from my collection here? Yes. She's yeah. a good sport. All right, Barbie, I'm going to send you a signed limited edition Beanie Baby, okay? <laughs> oh, and he missed. You wanted it or no, Barbie? You can say you don't want it. No, send it. Okay, we'll put you on hold. Myself a step. There she is. Barbie, Woo! everybody. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. This story is about a dog who now works at a children's hospital in Florida. The really cool thing about this dog is that he knows 40 commands. It's a Labrador Retriever. My dog knows two. By the way, it's not even a command. He knows hungry, which isn't a command. It's just the thing you say whenever you're going to feed him. But he knows 40 commands, including to pull a toy wagon, to push a drawer, to retrieve items. And because this dog was so smart... She was like, well, let me look and see if he can be an emotional support animal. And not only could he, he's so good at it. He now works at the children's hospital working with kids all That's the time. That's cool. That's awesome. Which is pretty awesome. Labs are really smart So dogs. smart. Uh, my dog is half lab and we, lab or doodle, mm-hmm. we struggle. She's, she knows, like similar to your dog, she knows sit for a second <laughs> and then she gets back up again. We have a husky too that talks all the time, like nonstop. <laughs> That's what she does. And you would think, since she's trying to communicate, she would also like to be communicated back to. Again, no. Together, maybe five commands. <laughs> but that's probably on us. It is. The lab knows 40 commands and works with kids every single day, except for weekends, when the lab's off. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. 
We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears's Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amy got money put into her checking account that wasn't her money. It's like Lunchbox's dream happened to Amy. Yeah, and luckily I didn't spend any of it because it was a mistake. But yeah, for a minute, like $750 or something like that. How'd you notice? I checked my balance. I just noticed $750 deposit stands out for sure. So I just I thought of Lunchbox right away and I'm like, well, he would go just spend it and hope that they never notice. But I reached out try to figure it out. To the bank? Yes. And they said what? And they said, yeah, it was a total accident and they would be taking care of it and thank you for reaching out. They give you a hat or anything? Coupon? <laughs> no. <laughs> no honesty? Yeah. A pen? Yeah, yeah. No, nothing, nothing. But yeah, I know. Thought of Lunchbox right away. You'd have spent it? I would have spent it. Money gone. Sorry. Listen. <laughs> 
I don't understand how you they can just come and take money out of your account. Like if they put money in your account, it's yours. If someone walks up to me on the street and hands me a hundred dollars, they can't a minute later come up like, oh, sorry, wrong person, and take that hundred dollars back. No, that's my hundred dollars now, and that's exactly what a bank is doing. It's just like, ah, hey, you know, you know, I actually I'll dip in your account when I want to. They shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, my, my assumption would be there's some fine print in something with the bank. They also it's their account. That the money is like moving. You're putting your money in there. You're yeah, letting them control So that doesn't it. mean they can. If I rent a room in your house, does that mean I can go in your bedroom? No. It's off. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's the Very same thing. You can't. Just because you borrow someone's space, you rent a little uh, bank account from them, doesn't mean they have access to just go in there and grab all your money whenever they want. No. They, they are they using do, your money they do all use day your long. Money all they want. It's constantly. That's how a bank ever makes money. Flowing. They take your money and they invest it and oh, make no. them some money. We have to explain this to them. Wait, do you think your money's just sitting in a box? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not how a bank works. <laughs> <laughs> did you think about keeping it? No. Okay. Good for you. I did not, because clearly. Did you and... go? Money's gone. Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, but yeah, you have to have grace for mistakes because that's somebody's seven hundred and fifty dollars. And they were going to take it back from you, even if you had spent it. They were going to get it out of you somehow. Right. And one day that might happen to me. The seven fifty is supposed to go in my account, and it accidentally goes into somebody else's, and I would want it figured out. There you go. All right, let's do the morning corny. The morning corny. What nationality is Santa Claus? What nationality is Santa Claus? North Polish. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. On the phone right now is Amber, who lives in Iowa. Amber, good morning. What's going on? I have a question for you guys. I received um, the worst Christmas present ever the other year when I asked for diamond earrings. My husband gave me a thermostat and he uses it way more than I do. And so I was just wondering, like, have any of you guys ever received a gift that you were just completely, like, taken back by or didn't know really what it even was? Anyone else get a gift from someone that was like, ooh, I got to kind of fake it? Well, I didn't I didn't do a good job faking it. But in my defense, I was young, 25, newly married, didn't know what to do. But it was my husband and I's first Christmas together. In fact, I think we weren't, we were, we got married on the 31st of December and it, it was December 25th. So we weren't even married yet, but he gave me a watch. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask for a watch though at all. I didn't really wear, I don't really wear a watch and it was not, if I were to wear a watch, it was not a watch I would ever wear. So I opened it and I of course thanked him and it was fine. But then I asked him if we could exchange it somehow Mm. And mm. that did not go over well at all. Like he, he yes, because he picked it out. Also, it, some people may not know this, but my husband's in the Air Force and we got engaged and married and he lived in England because he was stationed over there. And I guess he bought it over in London and it was like this really special thing. And eventually he returned it, but it it's, I haven't lived it down. Like he has never bought me a watch again, like, or any kind of jewelry. He took it very personally and it did not go well. What this segment's turning into is why we're crappy people. Not right. the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Lunchbox. Yeah. A few years back, uh, Amy got me a present and I was like all excited and I opened it up <laughs> and I'm like, what is it? 
It was a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. Of what Obama? Crap. Like crap. You, like I'm going to sit around and put a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle together. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, get out of here. Yeah. Talk about the worst <laughs> gift in the history of gifts. I thought you would put it together and then frame it like some people do. And it would be, you like, I think I even gave you the glue. Yeah, you did. Amazing. Glue for a puzzle and a puzzle. <laughs> Woo! Can't wait. I remember Lunchbox, he was so angry. It I wasn't think, even yeah. disappointment. He was angry. That Amy gave him a puzzle. I'm still angry. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think he like threw it. <laughs> is it? I guess I just let me just pull. And I know I'm going to sound old saying this, but there are times now where Lunchbox just sounds like Yosemite Sam as he's gotten older. <laughs> Varmint. He's also. <laughs> I think he's also getting a little older, so it's, you know he's just sounding. But yes, anyone else want to add to this? Yeah, I got one. I mean, I don't know what my dad was thinking, but and my dad would do sometimes like shady deals. I don't know if he had a jeweler or something that just gave him good discounts on things. But I got a ring one time, and it had a uh, it was a golden ring, and it had an L on it. And I'm like, cool. Why is there an L on it? My name is Eddie, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, but your middle initial is L. And I'm like, I've never even acknowledged that. We've never called me by that. <laughs> Very strange, but thank you. So, so I don't know where he got that ring or why he gifted it to me, but I got that for Christmas one year. He's like, because I love you, man. Yeah, yeah I love you. Love. Yeah. For love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Amber, so what are you going to do? Are you going to say something to him? Is he, are you going to be like, hey, can I please also get earrings? Well, I have been asking for diamond earrings for like five years now, and I continue to bring up the thermostat every year, so he's probably going to hear this. And so I don't think I'll probably be getting diamond earrings this year, but I'm hopeful that he listens and and gets me some earrings. Okay, here's what we can do. Scuba Steve, let's just make an executive decision here. Yeah. We have an awesome client. Yes? Yes. They could probably help her out with this. (laughs) I think I know where you're going. I was about to text you a message here. Oh, he's texting you you something. That means he can't say it. Scuba Steve and I are on on the same path here. Okay, let's see here. Okay, I'm gonna. Hey, here's what I'm gonna do for you, Amber. I'm going to give you a really nice pair of diamond earrings, and from Blue Nile, our sponsor, who they are the best. You can go to their website, BlueNile.com. But we're, I'm just gonna, since you called and you're a wonderful listener, I'm gonna make sure you get a pair of diamond <laughs> earrings for Christmas. This is awesome. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah. Lunchbox, what's your face? Why is your face doing that? Well, my wife would love diamond earrings too, Bobby. <laughs> like, I mean, she would love everyday diamond earrings. Uh, sorry, Amber, I didn't mean to cut you off. Lunchbox is making a big face. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I'll wrap them underneath the Christmas tree and and say that Santa brought them. Well, nope, Bobby Bones brought them. Yeah. Let's not give Santa the credit here. <laughs> yeah, they're, That's they're, bull crap. They're 14 karat gold, one uh, 14 karat gold, one karat diamond earrings. So you definitely want to say they're from Bobby. Yeah. Wow. Okay, but also. Well, Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and Merry Christmas from the Bobby Bone Show, okay? Thank you. You guys have a great holiday. On the phone right now is Tiffany, who lives in Tampa. Tiffany, good morning to you. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How long have you been listening to the Bobby Bone Show? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Years. You know, we had someone who emailed in, and she just hated the show. She was a brand-new listener. She hated us. She goes, this does not sound like a good show. What would you tell her that needs to happen before she starts to like the show? You know, I would tell her that it was probably a maybe a bad day for you guys. I don't know, because the show, oh. it's the only show I listen to in the morning, and my kids are so excited every morning to listen to uh, Tell Me Something Good. That's our favorite segment. 
So you're saying it's probably our fault. I, I, I would have thought it would have been, you know, she hasn't spent enough time. We're, we, we're a different kind of show. But you think we just had a bad day. I'm okay with that. You think we had a bad show, and I will co-sign that occasionally that happens. Maybe even just a bad minute, a bad mm. segment. Maybe oh. not a well, bad that, that for sure happens. That happens every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're very happy that you are on. And we're going to play a little game here. Name that Christmas sound. And if you win this... You get a $100 gift card, just straight up, 100 bucks that you could probably use in time for Christmas. Am I right? Absolutely. Now, this gift card is courtesy of our friends at Op Games. Okay, here we go. You can pick your player, Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, or Morgan number two. And I'm going to give you an example here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you name that sound? I would say uh, jingle bells. Yeah, we'll take that. It's sleigh bells or bells. And you got that right. Ah. Very good. Yeah. So you're going to need to get three out of five, okay? And you can work with a team here. Who would you like to be your partner? I would love Amy, please. Uh, Okay. That was dumb. That was dumb. Bad choice. (laughs) No. Amy, Amy got introdu- that one wrong. You, no. you guys introduce yourselves to each other. Amy, go first. Oh, hey. Nice to meet you. I'm Amy. How many kids do you have? Hi, Amy. It's very nice to meet you. I'm Tiffany, and I have four kids. Four. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and dedicate <laughs> this win to them. Oh, you're, you're oh, winning thank already. thank you. They're oh. going to die when I play this back for okay. them. Okay. <laughs> hey, kids. Let's do this. Okay. Here we go, guys. This is sound number one. You have to get three of five. Go ahead. All right, talk it over. You have 20 seconds, Amy. Snow. I don't uh, know. Yes, I was going to yeah, say it's snow. Definitely like so. I, I, I hear like shoveling snow. I hear snow footsteps in the snow. You need to know what it is, though. You can't just say snow because snow doesn't really make a noise by itself. Okay, do you think it's shoveling okay. snow or walking in snow? Oh, gosh. Uh, you want to hear it one more time? Yeah. Yeah. I think walking in but then do you hear like the big shh? It's okay, shoveling. I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Shoveling. Yeah. Shoveling. Uh, am I locking it in that it's shoveling snow? Yes. Locking it in, yes. Okay. Amy, she has to say lock it in. I love your energy this morning. <laughs> you know, you're bringing a real fire and a real spirit to the game. But uh, Tiffany's got to lock it in. She locks it in. Shoveling snow. Is it shoveling snow? Yes. 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 Nice job. One down. Okay, here is your second Christmas sound. Okay, that is, um, well, Tiffany, what do you think? (laughs) Wrapping presents, maybe? (gasps) Wrapping presents, Tiffany. No, no, no. That's fire crackling. Oh, fire crackling. We'll go with it. Let's lock it in. (laughs) That's correct. Good, good job, guys. You guys are killing this game. Okay, number three. Here you go. Okay, you got it? Okay, I would say like pouring something, pouring eggnog or pouring hot cocoa. Okay, but I heard it pop, so it's popping bottles, like champagne. Champagne? Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. Some might call that celebration. Yes, I would say so. So we're locking that in. What are you locking in? Yes, locking Uh, it in. 
popping champagne. I need to hear it from Tiffany. Tiffany, your answer is? <laughs> popping champagne. Okay, that's locked in. If you get this right, you win and you sweat the whole game. And we didn't oh do a God. good job well, of making it hard. But hey, it's me. Christmas. I want, I want everybody to win. What, Tif- Amy? Tiffany, Tiffany needed me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know that she can hear I'm through the phone very well. Yeah. No, okay. well, well she to be honest it. with you, I can't. And she has kids. She has like 94 kids. No, I know, I know. Around yeah, too. I know. Okay, is it pouring champagne? There it is. Congratulations, yeah. Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany, you won 100 bucks, courtesy of our friends at the Op Games. They have games like Blank Slate. They have games like, uh, uh, what's the color one that I like to play? Hughes and Hughes. Hughes and Cues. No, Hughes and Cues. <laughs> <Close. laughs> and we got bit by that dyslexia bug this morning. I do struggle okay. with that a bit. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Tiffany, congratulations. Stay on the line. Uh, but first, let me ask you the question. How do you feel? I feel mm. wonderful. I'm so mm. glad that I picked Close. Amy and the champion. Okay. The pulse got the team going. Yeah, not exactly what we're looking for. Uh, Eddie, how do you feel for her? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. Okay, Tiffany, hang uh, on. Oh, I missed it. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a a voicemail we got last night. This is from... Aaron in Oklahoma. What's up, Bobby? Good morning, studio. I was just listening to the podcast, and I was on my way home and listened to Bobby say that he can describe any person based on a celebrity, can relate anyone to a celebrity. And so I was just wondering, for those that listen on the radio and doesn't know what everyone looks like, could you go around the room, go around the studio, and uh, just describe everyone based on a celebrity they look like so we can all have an idea of what you guys look like? I think that's fair. And when you play this game... It's not that they have to look exactly like, but it's just you need a frame of reference. And so, Amy, to me, you've always been like Carrie Russell from The Americans, Felicity, both when you were young. Now you're 40. You both still, you look the same still. You, yeah. Carrie Russell, I mean, you guys didn't change from, you know, your 20s to 40s. You still look the same as her. Okay. So I would go Amy, Carrie Russell, Eddie. I would say like a Michael Pena, the actor with a, with a beard. Nice. Or a from Napoleon Dynamite, like a Pedro. O- yes. Yeah. Really. Maybe guys. Pedro with a, with some gray in his beard. Okay, I don't see it, but that's okay. I'll but go that's with how it. I would describe you. I, I, would, I, like I, would, I would like imagine Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> aging by twenty years, putting like a gray beard, a, a gray and black beard now. Oh. Okay. Um, Thanks. Uh, lunchbox. Doug Funny from Doug the cartoon. He's a cartoon though. But he still looks like or. If not Doug Funny, something that listeners have constantly said is, and what's the actor's name? Buscini, whatever. What? Buscini, Jim Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yes. Yes. Steve, Steve Buscemi. so ridiculous. Right. Not even close, but whatever. But the, A lot of people say Tom Brady. Not no, one person has said Tom Brady. There's no, 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 they don't. Morgan number two. I would say, have you ever seen Captain Marvel? Yeah. The question, the, the, the movie Captain Marvel. Is that Brie Larson? That's Brie Larson. And if I were to say, I, I would go toward like a Brie Larson type for Morgan number two. Okay. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. I get Pedro. She gets Brie Larson. <laughs> exactly. I got Steve Buscemi. Get out of here. For Eddie, though, I have that Saw guy from uh, Homeland. Yeah, Saul. Saul, that, I, Saul looks just like my dad, so yeah. that works. You're headed Saul's that way. Than you, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> and then finally, Raymundo. You look like Mark Ruffalo, yeah. who plays yeah. the Hulk in the Avengers or the Hulk movies. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Probably a little smaller than him. I don't know. How tall is Mark Ruffalo? Is he also a, a short? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, you're still smaller than him at 5'8". <laughs> but if he I, needs a stand in, let me know. But you do look like Mark Ruffalo. Thank you. So that's what I would say there. I, I appreciate that voicemail, but I can do that pretty quick. Ooh. And then you? Um, Dexter. Dexter, dude. That's yeah. That's a good one. Not with brown Especially hair. Especially without glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy, uh, Dexter, Michael C. Hall, is his name. Um, another one that I get a lot's Denzel. Den- <laughs> Washington. Oh, no. Oh, you don't yes. Get that. Yes. I, I see. You it. don't think so? No. Uh, the chin, maybe. No. <laughs> on the phone right now is Dylan in North Dakota. Dylan, what's going on with you? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I just need some advice. I've been seeing this girl for two months. Uh, I've known her for years. 
But we just started dating. She works at a waitress job. I'm a truck driver. I just got out of a bad lease. They wouldn't fix nothing, so I got out of it. And now she's just talking about buying a house when I'm the one that makes all the payments and I have to do all that stuff. Okay, so you need our advice to do what? Is she just using me for my money? Like, yeah. She makes four bucks now at the waitress job. I look at it like lunch bucks. My money's my money. Her money's her money. And she's trying to push me to buy a house so she has a place to live. It does sound like that. Is she pushing you to pay for all the other things too? Um, yes, yeah, she just bought a car. She's trying to push me to buy her insurance, pay for the repair her car. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing about the house. Let me start with that. If you decide you need a house and you want to buy your own house, you buy the house with your money and your name. You're not married to her, right? Yeah, no, and yeah, for you, and then she should help contribute to whatever. Even if that's not the case, she doesn't have to live there. You still own the house. Like, you can kick her butt out tomorrow. It's still all your house. Do not put, if you do buy the house, do not put her name on the house is my point here. I don't care what, she's your girlfriend. If you want to buy the house, great. It does sound like she's using you as a roof over the head, though. Her car insurance, out, no chance. Yeah, she should be able to pay for that. That one, because you're not getting anything from that. With a house, if you decide to do that, that's at least an investment. That's at least a home and a place to live. There is 0% chance I'm paying for a girlfriend's car insurance, (laughs) especially if I already feel like something a little shady is going on. Do you feel like something shady is going on? Yes or no, Dylan? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, trust your gut. And you know what your gut really is when people say trust your gut? Do you know what your gut really is? It's a part of your brain that makes a very quick decision in the best way possible. Oh. Like, when people say trust your gut and you get that feeling like, I just feel this, it's really not from any other part of your body except a different part of your brain that doesn't spend a lot of time doing the analytics. Why don't we just say that then? Because it's better to be like, trust yeah, your gut. It, oh, okay. just like, and sometimes you get a feeling, like, down in your gut. It's like, you know, my heart tells me to do this. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's just a different part of your brain. brain. Mm-hmm. Your heart's pumping blood blood through your body. Right. It's yeah. beating. That's right. it. Right. Your heart broken? Well, your brain, your brain is hurt. Your brain broke. Oh, Sad. wow. This is, I didn't know all this. <laughs> hey, Dylan, that's a red flag. Yeah. Are you going to just bring this up to her? Like, how do you, how do you plan on handling yeah, this? Bring it up to her like, hey, uh, <laughs> kick rocks. Oh, wow. You're, break, you're going break up? If I find out that someone's trying to use me just to buy a place so that she can live, just to pay her car insurance. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm already in the place where unless she can save herself by explaining this in a way, I'm out. Okay, well, he has to bring it up, though, because if he hasn't had the conversation, he can't just assume and accuse her. She might have a, she might be like. (laughs) Dylan, Amy has a point. Are you going to bring this up to her? I have brought it up to her. Every time I bring it up, she's like, oh, okay. And then she just hangs up on the phone. It's like, oh, okay. We haven't even finished the conversation. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back to exhibit A, uh, kick rocks. (laughs) So. If I were you, I would run. First of all, I'd go buy a new pair of shoes, put them on your feet, and then run long and far. <laughs> like forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just and not stop running. So, Dylan, our advice to you, just from hearing the part of the story that we've heard, is that she is not for you. You need to run and hide, okay? Okay. And, uh, Bob, what are shoes? I wear boots. Hey. Oh, well. Get some or, comfortable boots then. Or get in your truck and drive. Yeah. That analogy might work better. For Baby. Him. Hey, Dylan, drive. <laughs> all right, Dylan. Good luck, bud. Thanks, Bobby. Love the show. All right, thanks. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from North Carolina. An aspiring rapper walked into a car dealership and said, Hey, you see that Lincoln Navigator out there? If I rap really good for you guys, will you give it to me? They said, No, get lost. So he walked next door. There was a Frito-Lay truck. Guy was inside delivering, jumped in the truck, and stole it. (laughs) 
stole the Frito-Lay truck? Yeah, and led police on an 80-mile high, high-speed chase. Wow. In a Frito-Lay truck? Yep, because <laughs> he couldn't get the Lincoln Navigator for being a good rapper, so he went for the next best thing. <laughs> it would be fun to watch someone run from cops in a Frito-Lay truck yeah. from a helicopter, as long as there was no crashing and nobody got hurt. That would be an interesting high-speed chase. Sometimes they'll cut in the news and show one of those L.A. high-speed chases. <laughs> you know what I watched on TikTok yesterday was a guy, it was a four-part series, and I rarely get roped into part two, three, or four. I get to end of part one, and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to go to the next one. But he had a deal, and I've often said I could do this, and I saw him do it with his, do it himself. Like He goes to a bounty hunter, a cop a bounty hunter, and is like, hey, I can run from you. You can't catch me. He says, so we'll take a day. You have like 12 hours. I get a one-hour head start, and you can't catch me. Let's go. And the guy's like, deal. And so he, I think he worked for BuzzFeed. And so it's <laughs> him documenting his whole story as he's running from them. And so what he does is he immediately shaves his head, shaves a hit of beard or two, shaves his beard. He's like bald-headed, no hair on his face. He puts on like a muscle suit underneath his T-shirt. So his head looks different. His body looks different. <laughs> And then he goes to like a makeup artist and they make him look a little different and they can't catch him for like eight hours. And then he's like, let's level up a little bit. And so he goes and he goes back and works for the crew as a cameraman filming the cops looking for him. Oh, he's right there. He's right there. (laughs) And he's also giving them clues the whole time. And one of the clues was something about a shadow and he was their shadow. (laughs) And so he was like the camera guy and they're like, all right, time's up. And the cops are like, dang, we couldn't catch him. And so... He's like, yeah, man, I got you over. You're never going to catch him. And he goes, because uh, it's me. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Uh, Lunchbox, thank you. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We're looking for Amy's class ring from what year? Uh, 2003, Texas A&M. And there's a reward. There's a $550 reward. We've actually found out why the reward is that. Because you offered 500 Oh, I did. Okay, yeah. I and offered, I did. offered 50 <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, I'm like trying to do the math, and I'm wondering if just go, going to the ring, the A&M ring place and buying a replacement but ring would be less. that's not the same thing. I know, because it's right. It's, so I want the OG ring. Because if you get a new one, you got to dunk it again. Oh, yeah. I will offer another. You know what? I'm, let's make it a, a solid 600 okay. Wow. If someone can find this ring, which Amy had her house broken into back in the day, and we think somebody stole it and probably pawned it in North Carolina. Yeah. Southern Pines, North Carolina, Fort Bragg area, Raleigh. <laughs> and it, that and it area. says Amy Moffat on it. Amy E. Moffat. Oh, classic. We don't want you to get confused with the other Amy Moffats. <laughs> but yes, Amy E. Moffat. On, I had other yeah. Moffat family members that went to A&M. So we're looking for that ring, but there is hope because about every week we find a new story about someone getting the ring back. Lunchbox, what is this one? There's a woman in San Antonio 18 years ago. Someone broke into her house and stole her ring. And she had no idea, and she was like, oh, all the memories. Well, 18 years later, someone found it, and they put it on Facebook, and boom, boom, people saw it, reconnected it, and then they met in front of the high school and gave her the ring back. So why don't you call, like, the pawn shops in North Carolina to try to track a ring down, Lunchbox? You could make $600 by finding her ring. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, you could get the reward. Okay. Where were you at? Fort Bragg? Well, I mean, I yeah, was in Fort Southern Bragg. Pines. Be no. like, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Colonel. pawn shops. In, in Fayetteville, that's where Fort Bragg is. I mean, but I lived in Southern Pines, so that's where my house is broken into. But I mean, yeah, pawn shops everywhere there. I mean, do pawn shops buy class rings? And who buys those from right. the pawn shop? Like, why yeah, would you want they that? Also... They'll take anything because after a while, they could even just melt. I don't want to oh. say this, but they could you know, sell it for parts. Got I it. know, Got but you would it. think. Oh, really? <laughs> Got it. That because my husband's Air Force Academy ring was also stolen. Oh. You would think if a, a pawn shop owner that got taken him, he'd be like, "Oh, this seems 
valuable and precious. Like, I need to contact this person. Or where did you get this? Unless that person's like, oh, I got I to gotta hand over my class ring. <laughs> and they act like it's theirs. Well, here's the issue. And I have friends that run pawn shops or okay. used to run pawn shops. If they get something that they, they think is stolen and they go, hey, this is stolen, they have to give it back and they lost the money. that They, they don't get, like, their money reimbursed. Oh. Okay, yeah. True. And it's not like you're making a lot of money running a pawn shop. You're making some. But sometimes you just go, okay, I'm not going to ask any questions. He probably said, thank you, Miss Moffitt, for bringing this ring in. <laughs> thinking it was you. Uh, okay, we're done for today. Morgan, what's on the podcast on today's show? You shared the celebrities you think the show looks most alike, and you can see side-by-side photos on bobbybones.com. All right, thank you, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, mystery guest on tomorrow. we got a big show, the dance party tomorrow. I don't know what you're doing, but we will be here if you haven't heard by now tomorrow. <laughs> so see you guys then. Bye, everybody. On Twitter and Instagram. Mr. Bobby Bones. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.